my story just continues to get better. Okay, so I've taken you through my college years, you know, with not without all the details, but really the important part was that I became a nurse. And uh, once I was, hmm, I think I was a sophomore in college, my father <laughs> became ill. And he told me um, that he had been diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver, NASH, so the non-alcoholic um, fatty liver disease, and that he was pursuing treatment in the Pittsburgh area. So that took many years um, to kind of just diagnose him, going through biopsies, figure out what's going on, lots and lots of blood work. And finally, it came to the point where my father needed a liver transplant. So he was very, very sick. He was had a very, very short life expectancy. And my senior year was kind of a scare for me, my senior year of college, because my father was so sick one time. He had gone into the hospital. He was septic, and he was to the point where the doctors were saying, you know, have your family come in because this could very potentially be the end of your life. And I only had two months of nursing school left. And you know what that's like when life takes a dramatic turn, right when you're at the end of something and you're almost at the end of your goal, you're getting ready to finish something you've been working very, very hard at. And so I remember telling all my nursing instructors, you know, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I know we're coming into the final season. I may need to take my finals early, do whatever I can to actually finish nursing school, um, but I need to be here for my father. And it was at this point that we had pretty much decided that a cadaver liver was out of the question. And you never ever want to wish that upon another family, that they would lose a loved one so that, so that you could you know, have their organs and that they would donate their organs. But the reality is that there is a high percentage of people in this world that need transplants. And we really do need people who are willing to donate their body after they're no longer using it. So, you know, that was not sitting well on my family's heart. They really didn't want to use a cadaver. And it was getting to the point where my dad was running out of time and a cadaver we could wait for you know forever and again you never want to wish for that process to hurry up but we came to the point where we decided that a live liver donor was an option and my sister gets all of the credit because she was right on it she was the very first one that says that said choose me i want to do this for you i'm willing to sacrifice myself and she went through all the testing, all the MRIs, all the blood work, CAT scans, and x-rays. And in the end, because of the different calculations that they do, they decided that what they could take from my sister was going to be enough for my father, but it would not leave enough for my sister to be able to have a life-sustaining liver. And so, to be truthful, I felt like I was kind of forced into the position where it was like, well, you know, your one sister can't do it, your sister can't do it, so now, Brooke, you basically have to do it. And I struggled with anger and bitterness because of that, because I felt like I was forced to give up my life and to help my father 
with this live liver donation when, you know, some of the reason that he had a fatty liver was because of his own lifestyle choices, that he he wasn't always in the greatest health, he was not an alcoholic, but he allowed himself to get overweight, and so it was really hard for me to make the decision to go ahead and say, yes, I'll get tested. There's no winning in that situation, and I've done a lot of praying and a lot of self-reflecting on the decision I made, but I'm going to tell you, I decided that I was going to go ahead and get the testing done to be a live liver donor, and I was a match.